Welcome to Cromwell Listens, the podcast about town. For June 11th, 2020, I'm James Neeland. Today we will be talking with Ms. Caitlin Puro of Cromwell Youth Services. We will be discussing current projects, upcoming projects, projects involving other town agencies, and all that Cromwell Youth Services has been doing during this time of challenge to keep the young people in our community active, involved, and engaged, especially online. Let's get to it. We're talking today with Caitlin Puro of Cromwell Youth Services. How are you, Ms. Puro? I'm good, thanks. Good. Now, can you tell us your exact title at Cromwell Youth Services and what you do there? So I'm the administrator of Cromwell Youth Services. Um, so I oversee this department and do the programming and planning and provide direct services here as a social worker. Okay. And we've seen a lot of projects that the Cromwell Youth Services has been doing during this time of challenge online. Keeping, yes. pe- keeping people engaged, keeping the youth active, involved. What are, can you discuss any of the ongoing or current projects or upcoming projects you've got going? Yeah, absolutely. So when the world started to change because of COVID-19, it definitely um, made us look at ways to adjust and transition. As a social worker, uh, with social right in the title, right, of my profession, it kind of threw us for a loop, too, that we could no longer meet with people in person. Um, And that is where I do a lot of my work in Cromwell Public Schools is direct services with students individually or in groups. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things we did was reach out to all of those students and their families um, over the phone, via mail, um, to let them know that we're here for them and that if they wanted to conduct services, we could do so over the phone. It does kind of present a challenge, right, so we're all adjusting, um, and it can be hard to get engagement, but um, my big focus is mental health, and um, especially now, I'm trying to understand all the ways that this situation causes, like, a unique kind of burnout. Right. Like, both overwhelming and underwhelming, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So, we've continued uh, to provide direct social work services for students and families who were able to engage in those. But we did a huge social media push, a big campaign, um, probably about three or four weeks long, to provide um, our own content on social media and to share resources that were out in the world as well for families. And that was really received. Then um, we looked at which of our programming we could take online. And unfortunately, not everything is the best fit, even like via Zoom. Um, because of the interactive nature of our programming and that emphasis uh, on the social-emotional wellness of people, it's really about connection and interpersonal relationships. So um, we did with the Crumble Building Public Library. We were able to shift a lot of our May 2020 Mental Health Month initiatives to an online format, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, I did a social-emotional story time online focused for younger kids, um, very similar to what I do in schools with kids, obviously more limited, uh, not interactive, and they did get interactive workshops online. Um, Right now, we're working with a great facilitator. Her name's Leah Levitt, and she's doing a five-week course uh, for students, and it's three weeks for parents. 
um, called, like, uh, It's Not Fair, uh, Surviving the Coronavirus Blues. Yes, and saw that. that. Yeah, and so, we're, like, we're so thrilled to have this custom content that she literally designed and built for us, um, and we're getting great feedback on it. We're looking at what else we can do moving forward. Summer is kind of a slow time for us. It doesn't mean we're not busy. Um, what we do in the summer is usually we're working on our grants for the upcoming year, mm-hmm. uh, and that's especially important right now because Crummel, we've started um, a review board. It's called Crummel Restorative Youth Diversion. Um, and previously we didn't have one, so kids who are going through the criminal justice system had to go through court. And now we have this diversion opportunity. So we're looking at the first time receiving grant funding for that program and continuing the other grants uh, that we apply for each year, including one for our local prevention council, um, Cromwell Prevention and Awareness Council. It's uh, the acronym is CPAC. Um, We had to adjust the ways in which we were using our funds for the grant this year um, so you'll see very soon we'll have billboards up in town about the social host law, wow. which yeah, which um, advises against allowing underage drinking on your property. And then we were also able to have our COVID-19 resource guide printed um, for disbursement. So there's a few different locations in town where people can find that um, at the police station, at the meal site at ECS, and then throughout um, town hall departments that are seeing more people coming in. Um, right now, as part of human services, we're still appointment only. Mm-hmm. We're trying to limit um, our interactions as much as we can um, just for everyone's safety. Um, we'll be providing behavioral support to Cromwell Recreation Camps again. Uh, that's something we started last year. But unfortunately, we won't be able to go forward with one-on-one summer mentoring just because of the one, um, but we'll still be there with the behavior support piece, um, which is important. It's not something that all camps offer, um, so it's progressive and innovative that we do this, um, and then we have some things that are on pause that we're looking at if we can maybe get them out later in the summer uh, when there's more clarity around guidelines and safety precautions. Um, we have our. We usually do babysitting courses with Red Cross over the summer. It's a huge program, big hit. We offered nice. it three times last year. Um, and our mother-daughter night, we had to put on hold. That's an interactive workshop that just really didn't fit that online format. Um, so we're hoping we can hold it later uh, this year. And then, of course, everyone wants to know what the Big Jam Music Festival. Um, <laughs> so we're waiting for guidance on that. Kaylin, there is so much going on, so many programs. People think Cromwell Youth Services, oh, that sounds like ring tossing. No, there's a lot. I mean, you've got, what was the pro, the Cromwell Youth Restorative Project that you're doing? You got a grant for it. Uh, it was, Cromwell Restorative Youth Diversion. Yes. Across the state of Connecticut, many, many communities, um, their youth service bureaus have juvenile review boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a diversion process for youth who um, either it's a family with service needs, so they used to call that like out-of-control youth. Um, We don't talk about it that way anymore. But basically any youth with behavioral difficulties, more specifically 
our juvenile review board, a Cromwell Restorative Youth Diversion, accepts case from juvenile court. Because we're new, uh, we're kind of limited, um, we want to make sure that we get a good handle on the process before we expand what kind of cases we take. So if a youth um, commits an offense in Cromwell which gets referred to court or results in arrest, um, that case can be diverted. Um, it, the whole thing comes with a restorative practice approach, mm-hmm. which the main goal of that is to build relationships and connections. We know that youth who have these kinds of incidents, you know, there's root causes to that. There's yes. greater needs. It's not really about the incident we see on the surface. Some kind of need isn't being met. So we give them an opportunity to repair the harm done by the incident uh, while connecting them with services that they might not have previously had access to. So we definitely are pursuing funding for that so that we can provide greater opportunities for these youth and their families. And this is the first year you've received, is it, is it state funding or a grant you've applied or have received money from a grant? So um, it's through DCF. Uh, a lot of our funding used to be through uh, the Com- Connecticut Department of Education. But because um, in so much of our initiatives and programming, youth service bureaus across the state work closely with DCF, they've taken over um, a lot of our grants. And so they're um, overseeing the Juvenile Review Board grants as well. And, um, so we want to make sure that we pursue funding. It is optional. Um, so, like, literally, even before we started this conversation, that's actually what I was looking at with filling mm-hmm. out that grant application. <laughs> you know, I really, just listening to you talk about that program, it makes me proud to be a Crom- Cromwellian. I mean, that's a wonderful, rehabilitative, restorative, a young person, second chances, getting them back into the community fold and making them realize that, yeah, you know, things can go up from here. That's a great program you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it was really important to me to get it off the ground. Um, and I even had help from our previous administrator, nice. um, Eric Richardson, who works in juvenile probation. And it was really great that even though he left this position, he was willing to continue where he left off so that our vision collectively could come to life. Now, you're partnering with Cromwell Belden Public Library. Yes. And uh, now the, the uh, libraries, I think it is o- uh, uh, reopening June 17th. Does that also, does that extend to, the, to Cromwell Youth Services, or could you catch us up on, like, the timing in terms of reopening? So, um, I'm kind of, because we fall under that human services umbrella mm-hmm. and we tend to have vulnerable populations come through our doors, we are being more cautious um, about opening up this department. Um, so I just kind of wait for those guidelines to come along. I'll certainly be out and about this summer at Cromwell Camp for that behavior support piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because our programming is largely um, in group formats over the summer, we are taking like a little extra precaution, and that's why we're going to wait until probably August before we look at getting those things in place. We also have to wait to see what the new school year is going to look like. That's right. going to impact our work in huge ways. Right, that's going to be in terms of to kind of coincide the new school schedule versus your programs, how they can kind of meet in the middle, how they can, how they can intersect and keep everybody safe and everybody, you know, all the programs going, but keeping everything uh, by guidelines. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, I mean, because of the 
current situation with COVID-19 and the social climate, we already anticipate that there are going to be greater mental and social-emotional wellness needs Mm -hmm. amongst our Crummel students. Um, And right now, I'm the only certified school social worker in town. So um, as one person, I'm going to try and do the best I can to help. I'm sure you um, will. Support the schools. um, But it'll be a big undertaking for sure. But we have a great relationship with the schools. We have so much support from uh, Dr. Macri, the superintendent. Mm-hmm. It's been a really wonderful relationship working with her. And we have, like, a lot of exciting projects going forward. Terrific. Can you? Is it too premature to discuss some of those? Or is it, did you want, like, uh, anything you want to shout out to for the future? It's totally up to you. <laughs> it's probably a premature. Okay. Because we don't know... Uh, we don't know what guidelines we'll have, right. how we'll be able to do that programming. My uh, number one is to definitely get in and provide those social work services, uh, one-on-one, in groups, and to families. That's definitely a priority. And then the programming that follows, we'll have to see how we adjust and um, shift the goals that we had that we started this year and see how we'll be able to sustain them going forward. Okay. Well, let's stick with current projects, uh, partnering with Cromwell Belden Library. You want to talk about some of the projects going on with them? Well, so we partnered with them in the month of May for uh, its National Mental Health Month. Right. So we offered, um, we offered a workshop for students. Uh, this came directly out of student feedback. I mean, I'm always talking to our youth um, whenever I can, wherever I can. Um, and especially at the high school age, uh, they just have such a hard time kind of juggling obligations and priorities with their own social-emotional well-being mm-hmm. um, and positive mental health. So one of the workshops was called Organizing and Balancing Life in High School and Beyond. And that was something I knew that students needed while they were in school. But then high school students being out of school, you know, trying to implement their own structure um, is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, school provides a lot of structure, and they're still kind of struggling. So we went forward with that workshop um, and brought it digital because we knew it was probably an even bigger need at that point. Um, we did social-emotional story time, which... That's terrific. Books, yeah, the books were all handpicked by Emily Mills, the child librarian. She's great. Uh, the whole staff there is wonderful. She, I love collaborating with her. It's yeah. really wonderful. We did. We had offered um, QPR gatekeeper suicide prevention training, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we didn't meet the number um, of minimum registration for that. So we did have to cancel it. But we are looking at an alternative option um, that's less intensive and has a lower uh, registration requirement, so that we can get that suicide prevention piece out to the community. Because one of my things is. People seek it out. I want to make sure it's there for them. It's available, yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, Caitlin, do you see, now we're in uh, challenging times presently, and you're doing a lot of tremendous work online, virtual-type programs. Even, uh, say, when we return to whatever the new normal might look like, however temporarily or semi-permanently, do you see more and more of, say, Cromwell Youth Services projects being transferred online or more like conjunction with face-to-face and virtual projects? So as a social worker, it's definitely like my main priority to meet with people Mm -hmm. face-to-face. 
um, when you like learn to be a social worker, you learn about the importance, all of the uh, com- how much of communication isn't just like talking, right? It's not just speech. So it is really important for us to meet with our clients in person, um, especially when we're providing social work services and kind of modeling healthy relationships for people and healthy coping skills. It can be really difficult to do that social work um, on digital platforms. Right. But wherever we can adjust, we will adjust um, because we don't want to just stop serving the community. Um, I mean, it's like mental health, social, emotional wellness, and equity are huge platforms for me. Um, and I do think that a lot of that work is done in person best, but we're willing to adjust and transform and be progressive and see what we can take online if we can't take it in person. Excellent. Now, for you personally, what would you say, if maybe rewarding is the wrong term, or what would you say is the most rewarding or satisfying part of your job? Oh, the connections I make with youth and families around this town. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the rewarding piece for me. Um, The students who have continued to engage in social work services um, continually amaze me with their resilience and their strength and their willingness to, you know, pursue these services. A lot of, uh, especially at the high school level, the students that I work with, they self-initiate. They're asking for help and support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see that this generation of young people um, is, like, doing away with stigma and they, they want to be supported, they want mental health services. Yes. They want social-emotional services. Um, that's really re- rewarding. No more hiding. Them. Yeah. Wow. Now, one final question, and it's a softball. We ask all of our interviewees here on Cromwell Listens, what is, what do you like most about the town of Cromwell? Oh, the people and the connections I've made. When I got here, um, and over the course, it's almost been two years for me here, um, but just especially like interdepartment, being able to work with recreation, being able to make ties with social services. We're under the same umbrella but we're separate entities, Um, working with the library, working with the schools. Like, I love that. I love that people are willing to make those connections in the name of community. Um, We're great partners with our police department, too. And we can just see how everybody wants the best for our community. They see that there's always room for improvement, always room for growth, um, and that they've just been really open to working with us um, and receptive to all of our ideas. Well, Caitlin, this has been a great interview. You've got some terrific projects going on there. And it's even more than I I did research. I'm always posting, reposting, and sharing yes, your Thank you for that. You know what? But this is even more than I... I had no idea you were involved in so many other uh, programs and projects. Again, this really makes me feel proud that we have this center of activity and real community connectivity here in town. You guys are great. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to continue to promote as much as I can, even more so. Thank but, you, thank you. And, and we hope to just keep growing. I mean, I would keep you on the phone for three hours with all of my <laughs> ideas. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, it's been really terrific. Thank you. We thank Caitlin Puro for joining us on Cromwell Listens the podcast about town, and we hope you enjoy the interview. 
Until next time, I'm James Neeland, encouraging our community to stay strong, stay safe, and be well. We'll meet again very soon.